This is a Liverpool Echo podcast on Anfield Plus, the home of your daily podcasts, bringing you the inside track from Liverpool FC. Howdy doody, welcome to another episode of Poetry in Motion with Neil Fitz. I always sort of forget the name of my own podcast. I always have to give it a little kind of... You get it, you get it mixed up with Ali Roos, don't you? But do they get us mixed up with They them? get us mixed up. They're just yeah. trying to climb on the back of my massive fame, aren't they? <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Poetry in Motion. Thanks for listening again. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. I'm joined as ever by my trusty sidekick. The, the, uh, I've already called you um, Thingy Daniels, haven't I? You've, you've called me all sorts I've of awful things. I've called you the, 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 Dean, the Torville to my Dean. Yeah, right? yeah I think that I, I can't remember some of the awful things you've called me. The Yoko to my own. Yeah, Yoko to my own. Anyway, it's, jo, it's Joe, Joe Rimmer, of course. The legend that is Joe Rimmer. Give Hello. us your full title, Joe. What is it? Full title here? Yeah. Sports social media editor. Adds a bit of weight to the Yeah, podcast. adds a bit of weight, doesn't yeah, it? Editor. It's good to have that in the, great in the name, isn't it? We'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and on my right-hand side, I mean, I'd say freshie, but you've been on for quite a bit. This is great. This is like a cosmopolitan episode, <laughs> yeah. I think. It's, it's transatlantic. It's, it's, it's transatlantic. Yeah, yeah. That's what it meant. Thank God someone with an IQ's on the show. <laughs> cosmopolitan, like. <laughs> uh, it is lovely to have you on board Poetry Motion. It is Natalie Evans. Give me your full... Yeah, full <laughs> the title. full title I, I'm not sure it's going to add any more gravitas to that. I am the uh, US uh, Mirror Daily Mirror or Mirror Online uh, US Editor Digital Wow in, Sounds good Based in New York Sounds good that. Tell, Okay before we start talking all things Liverpool tell us a little bit about yourself then and, and how you started and how you ended up going to New York and sort of representing the Mirror well I, well I did actually start with my work experience in this very building doing um, some work experience on the sports desk of the Echo probably about 10 years ago now You must not learnt much there <laughs> <laughs> Well I really want back in the day I really wanted to be a sports journalist and I was like oh yeah I got him but yeah no I uh, I did some of the boxing some of the, it was when Tony Value and all that yeah, yeah, like, now he's yeah. uh, you know Stella but um, and then I moved to the Mirror um, seven years ago, um, working there on the digital desk. And then they sent me to New York three years ago to uh, set up our US operation. Did it like Dick Whittington put a little stick? <laughs> I was just like, go on off you go, New York streets pay for Set gold. up the US operation. You've already told <laughs> me that you're in a tiny shoebox office. I love, <laughs> I know, I love yeah. the idea. Of set sounds up like the US. Like that, sounds yeah. like the Pentagon, doesn't it? I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you originally from then? No, Eggworth. Just a few miles down the road. I love that about scouts. We've got got branches everywhere, haven't we? We're everywhere. (laughs) I know. It's like trying to explain to them over there. It's like Egbeth, Beetle, and Posh Scouse are Beetle Scouts. They all think I'm Australian or Irish. We get where water can't, don't we? We're everywhere. (laughs) We're everywhere. So uh, let's talk about Liverpool then, and and particularly the pre-season that's going on in in, uh, America. Um, Have you have you managed to catch any of the games yourself? Yeah, I've been trying. Well, I've been trying to catch up with them um, because I've been obviously back here, family visit. I was just saying I've been up in the lakes where there's no signal, no No, anything. So I've been trying to get it where. I can and catch up but now I've been trying to follow it it's been it's been really positive it's been um yeah exciting to see and the reaction over there as well we're saying mm. like the way they've been received yeah. it's been fantastic and what do you think about the fabulous uh, American weather that we've, that we've got here <laughs> I know I, li- I came back and I was like oh hello like yeah. it's been, although obviously in typical British style everyone's like it's too hot and melting can't do anything but yeah no I, I, le- I think I left the rain when I left there last week I was like right that's it well, it's not, not often you get the nice weather in Britain you're not taking it back with you <laughs> Joe let's talk about uh, first of all well I mean I suppose the Dortmund game was the first benchmark isn't it really yeah. so it's, it's yeah. where everyone settled in and done that and then um, Started off okay with a Virgil van Dijk thumper from mm-hmm. the corner. Um, and then things sort of gradually went backwards. Uh, yeah, I say went backwards, but from the 84th minute on, because up until that point, it was it was, it was was 1-1, obviously, but a um, lot of Liverpool possession. Just seemed like another a bit of a stroll in the park, really. And then up stepped Pulisic um, yeah. to, uh, to, uh, to tear us a new one. So uh, how do you think that game went? I thought Liverpool played well. I thought thought they, they had chances. They, they should have added to the lead. Um 
I thought they were a little bit unlucky and then they make changes and this always happens in pre-season games they can really just veer in any direction because you make a number of changes of course Klopp made about 10, 10 or maybe even 11 changes at half time and um, and then towards the end of the game they lost their grip and Pulisic was just very 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 good very um, sharp you could tell why he's someone that everyone's talking about and he's I think every Liverpool fan's watching that game thinking oh well you know come on Klopp we'll have a bit of him at some point you know so he was brilliant but I think there's plenty to be positive about. I mean, Daniel Sturridge has been brilliant throughout pre-season. I thought he played well against Dortmund again. And yeah, just have a little mention for Curtis Jones as well. Homegrown oh, talent, great. He's been outstanding, really hasn't he? Yeah, 17 and, and and built like a built like a man. You know, like he's he's really, really, really exciting. I thought he played very well against. Built City. like a brick shed. Yeah, brick brick shed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what what a player! Really, really exciting young lad. And I think he's somebody. I mean, I go out on a limb here a little bit, but I wonder whether Klopp's had a little look at him this preseason and thought, you know what, do I need to sign extra players? Does it? Does it? Will it stop someone like him coming through? Because I'm sure we'll see a bit of him this season, especially maybe in the League Cup if they they have a run in that and the FA Cup as well. So, really exciting times, and I like preseason because you get a little look at the likes of Curtis Jones, Rafa Camacho is another one I thought yeah. looked really good. Um, yeah. And you know, the, people like Sturridge can come back, and we've pretty much all written him off, haven't we? And he came back and. Showed us what he could do. What's what's the uh, what is the buzz like uh, in New York for Liverpool for the club? Is it, it does it have a massive following over there? Oh, absolutely! Like they, they just like the the Premier League as a whole, but particularly Liverpool. Like when I first moved there, I was like, right, where can I watch the match? And like found this, and it's like a family out there. People go absolutely. It's like Everton in America. Everton is bigger. Everton is bolder. They get so stuck into it, and especially when we found that you know preseasons coming to the US, it was just like I was saying, like with the. The group that I follow with, like the New York Hopites, they were like road trip Charlotte back to Jersey, you know, banners, flags. And like, they're big old trips then, by the way. I know, yeah, it's no short drive. It's not like two hours to Blackpool on a shabank, <laughs> is it? You know? no, yeah, seriously, like getting in the car eight, nine hours. And we were saying like for the Jersey game over at the city, they were doing um, tailgating. They were all out. But the stuff you see for like the NFL, they've got all the cars, the boots open, getting a barbecue on the yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. They love it. And it's nice to see kind of how US and UK meet their like, but yeah, everything is just that they're just so passionate about everything. But yeah, yeah it's it's just. Been and you were saying you get the odd shout of defense. Yeah, like <laughs> we're watching we're watching it in like the the boot room where I'm, and like it's it's so funny because like obviously I'm born and raised in Liverpool, footballs in your blood, and people who've picked it up even just like you know five, six, seven years ago, maybe even more recently like that. But they're just so yeah, it's so dedicated to it. But you will hear like the little Americanism sleeping. It's like that. It's like one zero. Yeah. I love them Americans. They, they clap when someone comes in a room. <laughs> Wow, yeah. <laughs> and I gave the, you know, if someone's having a bad, it's like you suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I did. I went on a cruise once with my mum and dad and me and me, and me wife and that, and, and it was during spring break. I thought oh. it was a nice quiet cruise and it was in American stuff and it was just every 20 seconds spring break I was like yeah. oh, man, people are going to go overboard <laughs> in a minute seriously going to go it's overboard it's wild absolutely they, they, wild. They, they, they love the football like getting back into the team and so obviously the last six minutes of the Dortmund game didn't end very well because Pulisic showed how sharp he was brilliant mm. uh, uh, incisive running great finishing still still positives uh, Naby Keita Oh, he's looking. He's looking good. Isn't he? I mean, we've been we've been salivating over Navigator, Navigator, Nat for uh, for the last all through last season yeah. when he was when he when he was confirmed as a sign, and we've been saying, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And I've spoken to people who do who do commentary on Bundesliga. Have said, yeah. "Mate, you have no idea what you're getting." I mean, the, the, this kid is is on fire. He's brilliant, yeah. but he's looking sharp, mate. Isn't he? Oh, uh, do you know what? I I was trying to be cautious about him last year because 
to be honest, the, the last one I remember, I remember Cissé, Liverpool signed Cissé quite early. And I remember yeah. waiting a season for Cissé and thinking, oh, he's going to be good, this kid. You know, he's so quick and scored a lot of goals in France. And, and then we all saw how that turned out. So Then, we got, then he got himself a lordship off Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> Snazzy red suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called me Lord Cissé. <laughs> nah, we call him much worse than that, mate. Yeah, so, yeah. But so. you waited for a year and got your fingers burnt a little bit. And, and it was the same, it's been the same with Cater, really. I, I, you see a lot of people saying how good he is and... You don't see a lot of people saying, oh, be, be careful. Everyone just seems to be singing his praises. But then you see him in pre-season, you think he is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And it's like every single game, he's just gone just, that He's got that brilliant, like... he's got that brilliant thing, Natalie, of, of, of like, I mean, dare say, you don't want to say the Messi's in the world. And what I'm saying is, though, his speed with the mm. ball at his feet is mm. as fast as without the ball at his feet. He's yeah. one of them class players where his turn of, his turn of pace is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. A couple of times against Dortmund there, when he went, he went on the outside of people to get back in. It was like the wrong way round to do it, but he has such pace and such great ball control that, that he's, he's a very exciting prospect. Mm. He's, he's someone that I heard last summer, Neil Jones did a, a podcast with um, Archie Rintot, I don't know whether you know Archie's a German football journalist, and, and he compared him. He said, this might sound crazy, but he's sort of half Kante, half Iniesta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the way I that he... Yeah, Kante-Esta. Yeah, Kante-Esta. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. After a few points. Yeah. And... and I, you thought, come on, come off it. You know, count two of the best players in their positions. But you can see it. You can see he wins the ball very, very well. He's he's just in their face, always, always sort of pressing. And then when he gets it and he pushes further forward, he he manages to make those incisive passes that mm. not many players can make. And he no. put storage in uh, a couple of times in the Dortmund game, and then obviously missed the City game with a sore neck. But yeah, can't wait to see him play in the, in the Premier League. He, su- he suits that way, but the clubs were playing Natalie, doesn't yeah. he? He suits that press, that in your face, that kind yeah. of speed. That's what we need. Someone who's just gonna like stay on, like yeah. I mean, almost like I always say, like like a little Jack Russell yeah. or something, just like on it and on it and yeah, on it, and then yeah. not giving up. Because so many times you've seen like you know, there's just no one there. There's no one like if we can get those passes yeah. in, yeah. and that's how. You know, that's how we're going to... And his defence is as good as his offence. <laughs> Can't wait to be shouting that over there. They're very exciting. Very exciting. And, and you know, one or two other things to look at as well. Adam Lalana. Yeah, he's come back in. Yeah, I sound a bit uh, I disappointed say, there. I can, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, can hear the yeah, You wrote yeah, him off two seasons ago, didn't you? To be honest, I, I did think this summer that he would struggle because he's had such a bad injury. And I wondered whether Liverpool has sort of passed him by a little bit. I think they've changed a little bit since he was really central under Klopp um, I hope he proves me wrong I still don't quite see how he fits and he, he played wide right and I, I just don't think he has the real pace now to, to play there and if he's going to play in midfield does he get in ahead of Keita he's a, he's a great option to have and mm. he's going to be good to come off the bench and perhaps when you're rotating and of course Klopp rotated a lot last season but I just worry for Lalana whether Liverpool careers passed him by a little bit. That injury was taking its toll. Maybe. <clears throat> I think. I think the way the Klopp plays, what we just what we said before about the press. I think he he relies on, and this is why he's building strength and depth because mm. he's going to need to rotate because players are just not going to be able to keep up that level of attack and that level of press all the way through the season without there being some sort of rotation. So getting to that, I mean, we've had this on-off saga with Nabil Fakir. Doesn't seem to be able to Fakir off. <laughs> Thank very you. Good. Thanks very much. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, and I'm not having a bleep on that, by the way. Um, have we got the answer in, in Shakiri? If we can get him fit, if we can get him fit, is he not a playmaker? Is he not someone who could play rather than playing wise? Could we not put him in the middle? You could do. Um, I think. Yeah, I think that that's the idea with him, isn't it? He, he can play in all positions. I think he played a lot for Stoke through the middle. Yeah. Um, I think he came in more as a winger and then ended up playing in behind the front man quite a lot, especially last season. 
Um, so yeah, I think that that's why he's a fantastic sign, isn't it? Because anyone picks up an injury, looking tired, you can play him pretty much across all those positions. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say, like when when we signed him, like uh, uh, I found there was quite a lot of like mixed reactions. To that there were some people who was like, this this doesn't seem to make sense. Whereas I like I always thought, you know, I think it's a, as you said, it's great, you know, a great signing. You can pop him wherever. But a lot of people were confused by that. They were like, I don't see why. I think what he did was I think I think they've they've pigeonholed him as a lazy player. Mm. I think yeah. that's I think he's got one of those physiques. Shakir, he looks like he's been somebody dropped a grand piano, fourteen <laughs> stories on Lando's head. Two of said stories then. Bit of American effort. Um He's got that he's squat, and he? he's, he's as wide as he is tall. Yeah, and I think little. people associate that with having some sort of beer belly and being a bit of a lazy. <laughs> now he's played for Stoke. No disrespect for Stoke. No disrespect as much they deserve or not. Um, I've seen some of the worst football in Stoke. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no disrespect to them. But he, he, he maybe he just got a little bit stale playing in that club. And, and I think I, I think you were the same as me, Joe. When we had the security on the, on the horizon, I was quite excited by it. Yeah, I thought, yeah. for 13 million quid, this is a no-brainer. It's, it's 13 million quid in this day and age when yeah. you're seeing 20, 30, 40 million getting thrown around as if it's nothing. It's, 13 million quid they'll get that back for him if not more next season yeah. if he's not that great and if you noticed all the, all the Swiss games in the World Cup it only ever seemed to catch when everyone wants a Chikiri on the ball mm, so yeah. he's still clear he's, what is he 26 or something people 27 still, yeah. people think he's 42 yeah. he's got it's, this, <laughs> this, this, paper this, well, it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous to think that people have sort of gone I've still got people now saying to me oh, what are you buying him for mm. mostly blues to be fair oh, yeah. Yeah. What, are, what are you buying him for he's, and I'm thinking hang on this could be a real you don't want to commit yourself too much to it but I really get the feeling that he's going to make an impact. I think he's he's an impact player. Mm. Certainly, certainly, I, I, I can't argue with you. I, I just think it's a no-brainer. The the money it costs. He's not playing every week, is he? He's, he's coming in to be part of a rotation. It's it's far better backup than what they had last season. So I think it all bodes well. And if he, if he's not great, then he's not great, and, and he'll th- go back. I think that was part of the problem we discussed in earlier p- podcasts. Mm. Uh, Natalie was the fact that Liverpool have to sign players now who are going to have to be resigned to the fact that they're not going to play every game. Yeah. So he seems to fit in that role quite well. Yeah, and like as you said, like for, for the money we got him for, and for the versatility we can get from him, it doesn't really matter. And if he's happy to do that, I mean, like you said, to, to, to come to us from Stoke, I'm, you know, I'm sure he's like happy sitting there bench warming, just watching the action, getting to come on and shuffle his way around. Do a you, bit. <laughs> you didn't see the shimmy there. On I know. It was very, very good. Very Shakira like. Shakira was more Shakira than Shakira. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, so we're leaving the Dortmund game aside, which which provoked a lot of anger on Twitter. It makes me laugh when mm. like people go, "What rubbish? What's going on here?" I mean, it's pre-season. I mean, like you just said before, it can change in a heartbeat. Pre-season. Yeah. It's about chopping and changing. It's about getting fitness levels up. Yeah. All right. Obviously, you want to win every pre-season. You want to win every game. But if you're going to lose a pre-season, let's not let's not waste the thumb work out on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of it's, angry tweets. It's pointless. Yeah. Well, even we were saying like Carius, even like the fact that he felt he needed to take to social media and apologise or whatever after like, I mean, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's pre-season. No, he definitely <laughs> needed to take to social media. And apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still paying Kiev off. He definitely had to apologise. No, but you're right. I mean, the thing is, we we live in a world now where that is going to be in your face oh, every yeah, single day. Low, low, you know, God help anyone making mistakes nowadays because. Yeah. You know, it will be in your face all the time. What he's best doing now, Lois, is staying off it completely. Yeah. He's made his apologies. Now, I personally think it's funny enough, we ended the last podcast sort of screaming a bit, didn't we, about how much we needed a course, goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we made the point, didn't we, that the, the big when you have your first home game of a new season, there's, there's a, you hope there's going to be an, an excitement because you, you've hoped that the transfer markets have, have, have dug up a few surprises for you. Yeah. And then you're going into a new season fresh and. I made the point to Joe and to uh, and to Paul Wheelock last time that 
if we go into the first game of the season in Anfield and we still have Loris Karius in goal, it's going to really sour the mood. Mm. It's going to sour the mood. It's going to sour the optimism. Because, and I, I don't blame this guy for this, but it's, he's, 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 he shouldn't have been there now. They must have, it just proves Klopp listens they, to this yeah, podcast, yeah, doesn't it? Because <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> he went, oh my God, I have to boom. Uh, he opened his wallet and, um, well, he opened the club's wallet and, yeah. and along comes a lovely girl called Alison. Um, what do you make of, what do you make, first of all, go to you, Natalie, what do you make of, the, first of all, the statements of intent for Liverpool to get that kind of price and what do you make of him as a keeper and what I, he could possibly do? Well, I same as you, I was thinking, you know, to have that statement of intent, well, I mean... Karius, Jürgen's put a lot of faith in him, obviously, and, you know, even after Kiev, and he's still, you know, like, but we, we all know that he shouldn't have been thrust into that position. So, for me, the goalkeeper was the number one. That's been the missing piece of the puzzle for so long. Yeah. And, as you said, to come out and say that, and, you know, world record-breaking transfer fees and stuff like that, it's, it's just, like, it just fills you with hope. Like, I want to see, you know, be there first game soon, see how he gets on. But I'm, I'm very excited, you know, he's... There's a lot of clubs, same same as when we got Jaeger. To be fair, a lot of clubs are like, oh, we would have had him. Yeah, yeah. And I'm exceptionally excited to see, you know, going through the World Cup and all that. You know, a bit of excitement. I think he's going to be brilliant. I, I mean, I don't think I even need to kind of pay back on that. It, it can't be worse than where we've been. Well, he's top. I think he's. I think he's. He's top three or four goalkeepers in the world. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I would, I, you know, when you're talking Oblak, who, who we were quite. F- Favourable of we liked our black. It would have been ninety odd million, I think. Yeah. Um, De Gea is obviously up there as well, but uh, but he, he's 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 certainly top five goalkeepers in the world. We've now got between the sticks, uh, Joe. Uh, excitement on that. Yeah, like Natalie said, it's it's been the missing piece for a long time, hasn't it, for Liverpool? And I think sixty odd million. It doesn't make any difference if he if he plays Liverpool for ten years. Then at the end of the ten years, we'll. No one will even talk about his fee. It'll never be mentioned, and it and it'll only be considered a good signing. So, I think goalkeeper is one that you can you can sort out, and it can be long term, and it settles everything down. And I think with Van Dijk bought now, and I think him coming in, it's it makes that defence takes it up another level, uh, another few levels, you know. So, and I think even the likes of Lovren, Trent. Robertson, they'll all be better for it. They'll all be better for having a great goalkeeper well, behind it, them. It's that thing we we said all last season, didn't we? When, when you're a defender, you want to know that what's behind you is solid. And if half of your mind is on, am I going to knock this back to, to him and he's going to miss kick it? Yeah. Or is he going to... You know, it, it just... It, it, it clouds your perception and it clouds your way forward. And hopefully, having this guy who's who's not only very agile keeper, very commanding keeper. That's what we've lacked, I think, yeah. in both Minulay and Carrier. Yeah. Someone who can command the box, someone who can come out and grab that ball, out, pluck it out the air. He's also a really good attacking goalkeeper as well, isn't he? Yeah. That sweeper keeper type situation yeah. that Neuer sort of started off. So we've got that as well. So in a team that that that, that boasts a lot of attacking speed, we've now got a keeper that can hopefully yeah. feed that attacking speed. You know, definitely. Um, he, he gets in the Brazil team ahead of Edison, who looks like. I mean, City paid a lot of money for him last year. There was a few eyebrows raised, but he came in. He was the perfect mm. goalkeeper for City. The way he he likes to start on the edge of his box. He he pushes up the pitch quickly, doesn't he? When when they're then when they're caught out and. His I passing, didn't like the way he headbutted passing. Manny's foot. No, but but his passing's great as well. You know, he gets them on the attack, and and I think. They had a similar situation with Bravo, didn't they? Where they had Bra- Bravo, he, he wasn't particularly great, but they wanted a certain style of goalkeeper. So in the end, they bit the bullet. They went yeah. out, spent big, and that's what Liverpool have done. And uh, yes, just watching 
bits and pieces of Allison. He looks very good on the ball, very good on one on ones. Um, and again, yeah, someone who's proactive in getting out there and attacking the ball. Yeah, and like I said, just about like settling that back as well. Yeah. Like as you said, you know, it's all very well. We've got a lot of excitement up front, you know. But as you said, you don't want to be a fan watching a game going, please don't let the ball go no, near the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, no. And like you know, it was like that before Carries. It was like that with Minulay. I found yeah. I was just like, oh God, please don't let him catch. So now at least you can know, right? You know what? It's solid there. And you know, obviously, world world class defender love after his Croatian games. Yeah, like, yeah. but you know, they, they, you want you know, it'll it'll gel them. It'll just you know. Well, when you robust. could when you consider as well that you could probably name three keepers that we've had in our in our modern day history that yeah. have been. That you would call greats in 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 in, in, the, in the, the Ray Clements, yeah. Pepe Reina, and probably Bruce Grobler. Yeah. And when you when you know that amount of time is is covered <laughs> by three goalkeepers, you know that you you know that we we needed to change something quick. It's probably ironic though, isn't it? That even after the debacle in Kiev, he was still keeping them till the Tranmere game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's possibly Tranmere that, that we have to thank for the signing of, of Allison because. He did that characteristic punching back into oh. the path of an oncoming player that he'd done about five times last season. Oh. But I think it was that whole, ooh, <laughs> by Tramia fans. And, and then you go, well, imagine that at Old Trafford. It could be. I mean, we could be wrong here. This this transfer could have been rumbling for a while. But could it have been the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, Joe, the Tramia game? But definitely in terms of, I think... I think what's happened with Allison is basically Roma and, and Allison's agents and yeah. things moved on. Real Madrid bought Couture, well, trying to buy Couture and, and I think basically people came back to the table and said to Liverpool, he's available and he wants and he wants to come and they they put it together. But before that, I think the Tranmere game basically forced Klopp's hand at least to give. I think Danny Ward would have been number one next yeah. season had, yeah. had Allison not come in. So yeah, I think it did force force his hand. And I think he saw the way Carius didn't handle the pressure of playing at Tranmere. And, and you're right, you know, you're thinking he was getting these ironic cheers at Tranmere. Imagine, yeah. imagine that at Old Trafford, Tremendous. imagine that at, at, at Stamford Bridge, at Goodison Park. No. You know, I, I feel a bit sorry for Carries. I think he needs I to do. go somewhere. I, do. I think, I think, I mean, even now, you know, even in today's reports, he's, uh, Klopp's saying, you know, Carries is number two. Mm. I really think he should, if he, if, he should get as far away from 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 from, from Anfield as possible, yeah. just for his own peace of mind. Yeah. Start again. Go back, yeah. Go back. Get a, you know, get a. a what we were saying like if he goes back, you know, soon would get proper, you know, regular games and just just sort out his. I mean, his mental state must be yeah. absolutely screwed well, after the last thing. I mean, we forget he's a young lad. You know, he was thrust into the number one position. He's, you know, he's obviously was saying about the social media and stuff. He's, he's gonna be on it. He's got it in his face, as yeah, you said, yeah. all the time. And that you know, if can't he's gonna, if he's gonna shoot pop videos of him training with drones <laughs> and everything, he's gonna expect a bit of stick. Exactly. He? But that's the thing. And you know, he's he's soaked it all up, and it, it must be. But it's clearly affecting him because you know, it's not just one howler. It's not just two. It's you know, these right, like the Tramway one. You literally just like, oh God, no more, please yeah, come yeah. on, God. And you know, like I agree. I think he just needs to. You know whether it's on loan or something more permanent. Just take a bit of time out, get his head back, get back up to you know. Get to a place, get to a, a, a place that that doesn't have that. State. It's like yeah. it's like splitting up with a long-term girlfriend and still having the keys to the flat, isn't it? It's just <laughs> there's your box, yeah. off your pot, yeah. right? Yeah. Go and meet yeah. someone else. And I think yeah. I think for him, I think he needs to just go to a club abroad somewhere where it's not gonna. It's on his mind, though. It's, it's 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 clearly still playing on. As you say, mentally, he's a young lad. He's twenty five. Yeah. It's still playing on his mind. I mean, New York Red Bulls looking for a goalkeeper. I mean, yeah. I just think for him, he needs to get away. Whether it's back to Germany, whether it's even in a bit of an obscure division, 
where yeah. he's not going to have that following him around because yeah. let's face it it's going to follow him around most places he goes because yeah, he was in the time. biggest stage of them all but yeah, yeah exactly. I, I feel a bit sorry for him I think he is a young lad and I think we forget when we when we terrorise footballers all the time and they make mistakes or whatever they're very young people aren't they Yeah, uh, and, so. and also we did mention before goalkeepers have a lot less grace mm. you know yeah. if a striker yeah. misses five in a row games Fine. If a goalkeeper puts them in five in a row, he's in absolute. Yeah. He's in. He's. he's they're having made of him, aren't he? So, I think put that on. Put that to bed now. I think. But you know, good luck to the lad. Oh, if he's going to stay here, then he's, he's a braver man than I am. Put it that yeah. way. But um, let's enjoy uh, the huge sign and the record yeah. favour. Let's enjoy uh, what is deemed to be a world world class goalkeeper between the sticks, uh, and uh, and push on from there. Let's talk about the Man City game then, the ICC tournament. Because, um, I mean, we're all... I suppose it's been on a lot of people's minds, hasn't it? The, the, the glorious 44-goal ceilings of Mo Salah. Can he do that again? Can he be the player that he was last season? Or has everyone got onto him now and it's going to be, he's going to be... It took him 53 seconds to answer that question um, the other night. Joe, you, 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 I didn't see the City game. I saw the Dortmund game. I missed the City game. Uh, tell us a little bit about it and, and, and what his impact was and how Liverpool looked. Yeah, I was, in, I was in here. Me and Christine were in here working the night shift with James out, out in New Jersey. Um, and it was like dead in here, you can imagine. It was light when I left. And yeah, he, he came on. And to be honest, it wasn't as all pre-seasons go, say, games are. They're quite scrappy. He wasn't the best to watch. And he, him and Mane came on. And Mane was very good. But when he came on, oh my God. You know, you, you do forget. I don't, it sounds mad, but you forget how good he is. You yeah. forget that he's just a notch above anything else that I think most teams, not just Liverpool, most players on the planet are, and he, he came on, he just absolutely ran it, and City knew what he was going to do every time, but couldn't get near him, they, they couldn't take the ball off him, they couldn't stop him, putting it where he wanted it, he, he probably should have scored another couple of goals, he, hit the crossbar as well, he did hit the crossbar, and I think he was he was almost just enjoying himself a bit, I think Salah with a few more games behind him, probably would have got two or three the, um, the other night, so... Yeah, it's interesting, the MetLife Stadium. Have you ever been to the MetLife Stadium? I've been over there for a Ravens, a Ravens-Giants game, yeah. Oh, it's right, like, okay. yeah, the, it's very, you know, the American grand, grandeur of it. Yeah. So I imagine like, it was the full as well, wasn't it? Amazing. Yeah. It's like 85,000 seater? Yeah, it's yeah. something like that. I mean, literally, what, and like, from what I've said, like the pictures I've seen, I was the same, I missed it, but from what I've seen, because obviously we had a bit contingent go over there, and it just honestly, the atmosphere just looked phenomenal. Yeah. They had stuff on social media of, of them singing Salah before he come on. I mean, yeah. for him, this is just a dream come true, oh, isn't it? Absolutely. And like like you said, you kind of you almost do forget. It's not like we're going to get complacent about him. You know, last season it was just like there he is again and there he is again. Yeah. But you know, like you know, you've had the World Cup, you've had this, that, and the other. There's been attentions elsewhere, and then something like that, he comes on and you're just like, yeah, bloody hell, there he is. And there also, he is as, <laughs> and also as well, what's interesting is for someone who got the golden boot and scored 44 goals and did what he did. Mm. We've got a Mo Salah starting this next season with something to prove, which is an extraordinary thing to be in because in his by his own standards he he disappointed in the final because he wasn't allowed yeah. to play. So we've almost mentally got someone who wants something to prove. And how can someone who's got a forty four gold golden <laughs> boot need something to prove but he does? And it's great for us that he's gonna come on that pitch oh, yeah. like that thinking you didn't see the best of me in the yeah. final and I owe you and, and and not that he owes us a thing, but no. you just hit it on the head there, Joe, and and, and people sort of saying well you can't do that again and look we don't know what's going to happen this season but every game that Mo Salah plays where he did the damage last season that team will have turned around and said at full time let's watch him let's study him let's look at the DVDs let's look at the audio let's look at the footage of him the, the, the video footage of him let's make sure this doesn't happen again and it did and it did because you can't just stop yeah. someone like Mo Salah the moves he does he's not really sure what he's doing himself after the time I think but <laughs> it's like saying let's stop a Messi let's stop a Ronaldo you can't stop world class players from doing what they want to do it's, it's up to you to be on that level as last season wore on 
there was at first I, I thought like he's just having a phenomenal spell mm. and the goals kept racking up and you kept thinking well, they'll probably dry up at some point but let's just enjoy it while it lasts and as the, the season wore on you got towards the end and the, the big games you started thinking actually no this lad is, this is, serious. is, this is a notch above anyone else and and I think coming on the other night against City reminded me just how good he is and, and there isn't it wasn't a fluke and let's face it he's probably not going to score 44 goals again but I certainly think he'd be 25-30 yeah. terrorising defences and, and hopefully a better all-round team well and also causing so much trouble that he will he will offer openings for other yeah. players yeah. To, I mean Mane can step up to it again now yeah. Firmino you know we forget about they were, they were almost bit part players yeah. in his performance wasn't he last season and the yeah. thing about Mo as well is that it's, it's humility as well he's no, not one of these players who's like you know he, he, like you said he's come back and he's still got this fire in his belly and it's like now nah, I can better that and like it reminds me of there was like a, an interview with Serena Williams after Wimbledon and she was like you know you, you are the best and how do you stay the best and she's like because I'm constantly challenged and I yeah, want to better yeah, myself yeah. and that is Mo all over he doesn't just have a season like last one and no. go hang up you know that's right I'm untouchable and gets this attitude he's still literally like right and the, you know the fact that when you know, signing again, everyone's like, oh, he'll be off, he'll be here, he'll be gone. And you're like, no, nah, actually, he wants to be here and he mm. wants to, you know, see us. It's not just about, he's not a selfish player. He's just, mm. he's brilliant. And I can't wait to see him again. You know, like I said, might not be. I genuinely feed into yeah. the idea that he actually loves this fit as well. He loves yeah, the yeah, fit of yeah. Liverpool Football Club. I think, I think Liverpool are almost lucky in a way that he's had such a bad summer in terms of his World Cup yeah. because mm-hmm. I think there was all sorts of shenanigans going on with the Egypt FA. His, yeah. his agent was quite... Trying to push moves yeah, to Real Madrid. And yeah, and, and I think his agent was quite outspoken in terms of that he wasn't happy during the World Cup. Yeah. And I think coming back to Liverpool, I think some of his social media posts and I think his, his agent again has hinted that he's happy again. He's back. Mm-hmm. He enjoys the environment. He enjoys his teammates. I think he likes playing for Klopp. And I think he loves the fans, and I think he appreciates it. And, yeah. it, and I think it was that lovely tweet he, he said to Alison Monaghan, "What took you so long?" Yeah. Get to it over in. Yeah. And it's great. And it all, all from a red from a red fan point of view, it's it it feels great to feel like we're a club that people want to come to again. It's not this 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 selling club, which you know what when you think about when Klopp took over this club, this was a kind of a selling club. And that was a horrible thing for for, for, for Liverpool Football Club to be to be deemed yeah. that. To be deemed, you know, when you get a great player who shines, someone's just going to nick him mm-hmm. and the Barcelona's are going to come and take them and this that. And that was really getting really... And he's turned that around. It's a, it's a remarkable thing that I think he should be given praise for other than the fact of what he's doing on the pitch. And Michael Edwards as well, the people back in the back room who are now making Liverpool a football club that people want to come to. They're making it exciting. They're going and doing deals quickly again like they used to. Yeah. Quietly. They're not flouting all kinds you know round the press and stuff yeah. they're going and they're doing deals and they're just doing it in the boardroom and then coming out and it's, it's got that old school vibe to it has it not yeah it definitely has some of the deals this summer um, obviously we all knew they wanted Alisson but I think when things changed they moved fast they got it done um, I think when when there was a glimmer of hope that they could get him they turned that into a deal obviously Fabinho they done yeah. done that completely behind closed doors um, the way they dealt with Cater last summer in terms of they wanted him couldn't get him so they set something up and they thought long term. They got Van Dyke done. Got him a bit cheaper, actually, as yeah, well as an yeah. outset. I mean, he would have been worth now what 70, 80 yeah. million now. Yeah. He'd have gone up in price again. So, fair play to the, the the people in charge of transfers at Liverpool are absolutely nailing it at the moment. Um, you you can have no complaints, can you? No, it just feels like it. It feels like a really good good purple patch within in attitude as well. I think you know, getting to the Champions League final. Regardless of what happened in that final, we got to a Champions League final and we got there in absolute style. We destroyed teams to get there, and it just 
it just beckons a great season, doesn't it? You just feel like you, you've got the components you need now. And if anything, he's just strengthened. Yeah. Uh, do you think there are any other positions? Go to Joe first and then yeah, Natalie. Yeah, any so. positions that you think we're still a bit fragile on? Um, they're talking about Vida as a centre-back. And yeah, mm. they're talking about, you know, Besiktas are trying to flog him, aren't they, clearly? Because they're saying, Liverpool yeah, has yeah. just agreed 22. Anyone else coming? <laughs> and Liverpool are going, we haven't gone near you, mate. Yeah, yeah. So uh, James Pearce even said himself, there is no... Klopp doesn't want another centre-back. A strange one that I think because I think it is clearly just a case of he's had a great World Cup mm. and Besiktas are thinking right let's cash in now yeah, um, yeah. but yeah I, I think centre half could they do with another one Pro- probably as backup but then then you've got someone like Joe Gomez because he come in and be a long term centre half um, like we talked about before with Curtis Jones I mean on one hand I he's did, talking about he's already mentioned Fabinho could play there as yeah, well hasn't he he buys you, utility players like that you've got options haven't you there so I don't know whether it would be nice if they'd have bought Fakir, but at the same time, the way Cater's playing, you think he could probably play there. They'd probably push Henderson a touch further forward. We've we've talked about Lalana, so they've got options there. They're not they're not by any means desperate. We've got the desperate to come need back, of, but unfortunately not. Not this season. Yeah, it's a horrendous injury. Terrible. But yeah, I don't think they're in desperate need of anyone really. I think it's all about depth now, and that they're the difficult deals to pull off because, like Natalie was saying before, you've got to find players who are happy to be a part yeah. of things rather yeah. than mm-hmm. being in. In the get in the team every week. Yeah, and what you like, what you were saying before as well. It's exciting to see the uh, the young lads come through, like yeah. the academy play, and that's the beauty of the preseason. You know, tours you get to see them. You get, like you said about Curtis Jones, whatever. You know, you get you get a little kind of look at what what's coming through the ranks, and that's exciting too. As you said, there's there's no one that we're completely lacking now, so it'd be good to see them get like a little run out. Yeah. And you know, I mean, homegrown talent. That's what that's what we love, isn't it? You know. So there's, there's, to see, there's, see a, there's, there's a lot of youth potential coming out. I, I watched the Rangers game last night. Great result for Stevie G. Mm. Got to mention mm. as well, one little victory away from home. Uh, Ryan Kent impresses every time I see. He's, he's, he's got a great engine, and he? he's, he's he's a very skillful player as well. Yeah. Um, Kulamani as well is a good player as well. He's got he's taken mm. he's taken quite a few, hasn't he? Yeah, Liverpool have got some talented youngsters. I think it's difficult for them yeah. um, to get the team. But as I said, that I think it's good to to see these young players. Someone like Curtis from. From the Brilliant. city centre, he's a Brilliant. he's a young scouts lad, and we want that as part of the team, don't we? we that's why it's great to see Trent. It's well, everyone loves I mean, Trent. That World Cup, honestly, like that. I mean, as if you know the excitement. I mean, even from, from over in the US, like being like in, going and watching the England games, and that that it was just that extra level of special watching. You know, seeing Trent in the team. Like, yeah, yeah. My, I've got a, my friend used to be his RE teacher, and really, he, yeah, yeah, and he's just like you know, this is just it's like a dream country. Was he any good in RE? <laughs> I'm guessing he was probably probably not. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um. No, he seems like an all-round lovely lad, but I mean, that's that's just what you want to see, yeah. and it's someone you know, like yeah, it is. And and and, and last season, the way the kids stood up to the European opposition in the, in yeah. the Champions League was extraordinary. I mean, Sane, he just he just put people in his back pocket, oh. and and it, it it was great to see a kid who just he clearly does not get phased by the levels he's no. playing at. He's, he he wants to be there, mm. you know, and he's keeping people out. He's keeping decent players out as well. So it it, it does bode well for the future. Um, it's onwards and upwards now, isn't it? Really, yeah. it's onwards and upwards. Yeah, definitely. Is. Uh, what, uh, what fixture-wise, what is left now? We got obviously we got to play United now. I mean, that's going to be an interesting. <laughs> yeah. Jose's comments coming out already. Yeah, he's already at it, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's at it. Yeah. He's at it. He's at it like Ferguson used to be at it. That's when you know you got them riled when they opened the miles yeah. like that. Isn't mm. it? So United in Ann Arbor, which yeah, is, yeah. I, I know, putting you in the spot with your <laughs> geography. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, near Detroit. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Cause we were saying this before. My geography is absolutely shocking, but yeah, no, they're, they're, you said they're in the in staying in Detroit town. Yeah. Again, we've got a big a big gang gone over to there. Just you know, just all over the uh, all over the state. How long a drive would that be? 
Jeez, that's a long. That's like, north, know. isn't it? Of New yeah, York. it's up. Um, God, no, no idea. There's, like, there's, we've got like basically over there. There's um, a kind of state across the states is what's known as the USA Cop, and there's just little fan groups mm-hmm. from all like every state. And with things like this, they all get together. Like they've just been in New York, obviously, for the, that game, and then there's a gang of them going over. But yeah, they're they're, they're super excited. About I super, presume that's really American. Super, super excited, super excited about the whole thing. I presume with last season as well, they've they've, they've just garnered more fan base. Uh, the fan base has gotten yeah, bigger I with mean, the salad and with the Champions League. Yeah, final. yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I said, like you, a lot of the people you meet over there, they've only you know they've got. I mean, like the soccer as you know. I'm saying like, I'm a football fan, and it's like no, the real football, not NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they, they, some of them come to it quite late, but they're just so you know. As you say, when it's on the the world stage like that, and particularly with the World Cup, and like you know, you can see these players, you know. Obviously, with the US not being there, people were picking their teams. I'm going to follow this. Yeah. You know, I was painting England flags on this American woman's face when we were watching the Croatia game. She's like, that, "Yes, go team!" But yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, yes, go team. <laughs> it's like sports. Come on, you guys! <laughs> I love it. But it, you know, and there's soccer is getting, you know, a much bigger following. You know, as I said, it used to. It was only like NFL, and people weren't that bothered. It was like even when when I first moved to America, it was when the US women's team won the World Cup, and that was huge. You know, yeah, the big yeah. parade. But it still wasn't even like you know maybe we should turn our attention to soccer. And then stuff like this comes along, and it's like actually you know. What? I know over the last ten years, the soccer camps have grown and grown yeah. and grown and grown, haven't they? South American as well, and, and leading into the in, yeah. into America, it's got, it's gone it's gone massive now. Yeah, I think that the our players were just that one of them because um, I, I said my Facebook was plastered with loads of pictures of like my friends kids meeting like all the players and they've paid a visit stuff like that and yeah it excites them you know you see these faces I mean when I first was there you know I tried to explain to people I'm from Liverpool where's Liverpool and you say like Steven Gerrard the Beatles exactly you have to go for the Beatles line but now it's like oh Mo Salah like I I, where was I I think it was when I was in Malaysia and someone was like, oh, Liverpool, Mo Salah. And, you yeah, know, they'll yeah. sing the Mo Salah song, yeah, or yeah, Ali, Ali, Ali. Yeah. And, you know, people know us now. And, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really great mm. to see that. Yeah, well, it is. It's great. To, I mean, it's obviously the American-owned club now, because we well, have to yeah. remember course, as well. Yeah, so the brand yeah. is going to yeah. be pushed there as well. Yeah. Just getting back to some of the plays and some of the movements that you can see happening before the season starts. Marco Grubich, I feel sorry for that kid a little bit, because he comes yeah. in, he, he tries his best, and then it's it's a pat on the head, and off you go to um, go and play for Mrs. Doubtfire, isn't it? He's going to go to uh, yeah, Cardiff, I think. Yeah, I think he's going to go there. Mr. I don't think we should do any deal because I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go there on lower, I think, by the looks of things. I, I, I just can't see Grewich coming through at Liverpool now. I think, again... It's too much competition for the places. Really, yeah, he, he just doesn't have... I just don't think he has enough about him in no. terms of... I think he, he's a nice passer of the ball. He's physical, but he doesn't quite have the, the level of skills you need to, to operate because Liverpool's midfield it's a tough place to, to be it's a you've tough got to, place you, you've got to do it you've got to be able to do a lot you've got to, yeah. got to be fit you've got yeah. to be able to pass a ball you've got to be able to push forward so I just don't think he's got the right levels so I think Liverpool will look to loan him and then eventually make a decent profit on him yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because he, because he, he was Klopp's very first signing as well. Let's not forget. Yeah, so maybe yeah. Klopp has a bit of faith in him because he feels like there's something there. And, and if if someone sees something, someone they're always the last to recognise whether it's there or not, aren't they? So maybe Perhaps, yeah. he's just thinking. I mean, it's not too bad going out and loan. He's getting experience anyway. And if he does suddenly kick in, as people can do, people can people can suddenly find that missing element. And yeah. it's good to know that we can pull him back if we need to. Interesting that you wonder whether on the back of the World Cup performances by Hendo, whether any offers ever came in for Hendo, because you'd have, you'd have thought that I thought he was I thought he was he, he had a really good World Cup. You trying to sell the captain? Eh? No, uh, no. It's, it's not, what I'm saying is though, it's so many. You got the Vidas, you got yeah, the you yeah. know. Um, 
uh, Everton are going in for Mina, aren't they? For, from from Barcelona, yeah, yeah. Who I think it's a great. He, centre he back. looks very he's very a good. Great centre back, yeah. but all these people popping up, and then you just think it's interesting. I wonder if offers did come in, but it was quietly rejected. Perhaps so. Look, I don't think Liverpool would entertain for one second selling Jordan Henderson, but I do think he enhanced his. Reputation at the, it, yeah, the World yeah. Cup, and he made a few casual fans sit up and go, "You know yeah. what? He's an actual." Yeah. I mean, there's a United fan in our office, and he, he even said to me, "I have to admit," he said, "I never thought anything of Henderson." Yeah. And at the World Cup, I thought, "You know what? I was wrong." Yeah, and it yeah, was Liverpool fans nice. who can't stand him the most. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hope he. I really do. Yeah. I, he, I, I think he's been a. He's one of them players, Jordan Henderson, who. Um, you don't miss till he's not playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, was going to say, like the thing about Hendo is that he's so subtle with it. Like he's not one of these big players who's like, you know, this is me. Like with yeah. the World Cup, and like uh, if any of my like my workmates, I, I work with a blue, who's obviously just like, shut up. So I'm but, sorry. I'm only saying sorry for that. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry for that. But I said when we were watching the England games, and I was like, Hendo looked. I mean, no, no disrespect to Harry Kane, but Hendo on the on the pitch was commanding. He was he a captain, was captain yeah. and you know he's he he's not the big star, but he just he brings it all together. It does in a very subtle and way. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, I I mean like obviously like you said we wouldn't understand getting rid of him but like I, I think a lot of people were turning around just like hang on a second Hendo I mean like you got everyone who's giving it mouthy when he missed the pen but it's like mm. hang on a second you know where where were the actual striking the penalty takers no yeah, one was stepping yeah, up to do that yeah. and that's what a captain does he goes do you know what right I'm going to take I, th- I, I think my, my only bugbear about Henderson's always been really there in a, in a particular setup that he happens to be in mm. he plays in a particular way and he's he's a, he's a holder of the ball and he'd much rather knock it sideways or backwards than, yeah. than he does the occasional Actually, more so last season, some fantastic passes, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in a side where he's allowed to do that and allow other more flair attacking players to move alongside him, I think that is where he'll be key. Yeah. Because when you have all that pressing and when you have all that rushing forward, you need a steady head. You need someone who can bring the ball back, who's always going to be there to say, give me it and we'll start again. And I think that's what the Didier Mans of the world did and the Gary yeah. McAllisters yeah. of the world did. We were always there to just say, give me it. Let's start that move again. Move back and I'll, and I'll win the ball back for you. Yeah. So I think in the lineup that we've got, Potentially for this for the, for the start of the season, with your caters and with your Fabinos, I think there's, there's there's room there for him to just be able to sit back and let them push forward. It's going to be an yeah. interesting how he sets up the teams, though, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, either that or Fabinho will sit. And, and I wonder whether um, I know one of the lads is writing a piece as we speak now about Henderson's position and wondering whether he'll go back to Actually, a more. I can see him. He's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> wonder whether he'll go back to a more advanced role. Uh, more that advanced he, role. He played yeah, for points. Brendan Rodgers and. And uh, it's interesting because he, he actually used to score a fair few goals in terms of, I think he got six and then seven. And then since Klopp came in and he's changed slightly, yeah. he's only scored four goals overall. So well, We forget that with Brendan yeah. Rodgers' season. He was outstanding, he was outstanding yeah. So perhaps perhaps we'll see a different Henderson. We'll see him play deep sometimes. We'll play him, see him play further forward. But that only bodes well for Liverpool to have options, doesn't it? It is a very exciting, it is a very exciting potentially see, uh, next season, isn't it? I mean, you wonder whether... I mean, what would we finish? Twenty-five. Let's let, let's not forget with the season we had, mm. we finished twenty-five points behind Man City. United comes yeah. second with nineteen points behind. Do you see? Can you see? Was that a phenomenal? Was that a phenomenon? Even was that something? Was that a sort of a flash in the pan? Do you see City being that strong again this season, Joe? I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? They, they were that good last season. I think even Pep said he doesn't expect them to be that good again. So. No, I don't. I don't think they can quite reach those levels. Um, you look at United and think, oh, how are they? How do they stay there? How do they stay second? Even though I don't, I don't. You you could count on the one hand how many impressive performances they put in last season, how many players that you you'd take from United and, and put in the Liverpool team. But 
Mourinho manages to find a way of keeping them there. He's good at that. So I think Liverpool's first target should be getting ahead of United. Yeah. Um, and then I think you get ahead of United, you're competing. So, um, and I think they're making the signings to do that. So it's, it bodes well. I, I don't think City could be quite as good. So, yeah, I think they'll have a good go. Do you think that? I agree. I think like, I think the priority for us in the way that the, the, the kind of Klopp's mentality is that he's not trying to, you know, everyone like that season we finished second with Brendan Rodgers. Everyone's like, oh, we're going to win. It's going to be great. And then what were we like seventh or something the season after? Yeah. And like, it's about not getting carried away. Like he's making, you know, he's making the right signings and it's just building and building and building. I mean, I got like City. Yeah, you you can't kind of you can't fault them, but I don't I don't think they've got that in them. I mean, we say like you know, it was Mo got another forty yeah. goals, maybe not, but the all the kind of pieces are falling together. And I think you know, get ahead of uh, United. You know, we we we're climbing back into uh, into that spot. You know, we we always thought of ourselves in the top four, and then people were like ah oh, no no, but we we'll be back up there. And yeah. as you said, the the words is exciting. It's like we're exciting to see what's going to happen next season all these new faces you know the way we're playing we're playing some beautiful football yeah. like we mm. weren't playing we shot, I think we shocked we shocked a lot of the pundits did me in the um, yeah. In, uh, in football sorry my phone's got my it's, it's always my, something my ringing. Son, your watch was ringing and now your phone's ringing my, my son's at the summer camp and he's probably sitting at a train station somewhere with a backpack on <laughs> where's my dad um, I'm doing a podcast son yeah, grow up back your age um, he's four he's four <laughs> <laughs> he's seven now um, no, it's it. I think we excited a lot of people last yeah. season. I think I think we've we've set a benchmark, no doubt for ourselves, just because of the way, the manner in which we yeah. won, we won the games and the and the play, the style of play that we adopted. So, yeah. if anything, is that is that more pressure on Klopp now because of yeah, the spending definitely. as well? There's a lot more pressure on him. Definitely, definitely. I think I never like to say you have to win something because people say oh, you know people say he hasn't won anything yet, but he's took Liverpool's three finals. It's mm. not, it's not like he's not. Been close to winning things. He, he's very close to winning things. So I don't think I don't like to say you have to win something, but I definitely think he has to compete again. Um, because when you make big signings like that, people expect things up from you. Uh, just on City, I, I wanted to ask you, Natalie, what in terms of the other night, just looking at the stadium, Liverpool completely outnumbered City in yeah, terms of fans. So. But they they're targeting New York, aren't they? As a, as a place, obviously they've 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 established New York City FC as part of the City Group, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so. I'm, I'm, I was surprised that Liverpool outnumbered them, but do they outnumber them a lot? I, th- I would say so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like obviously dotted around like New York City, they've always got all the fan clubs, and uh, you know, you notice a lot more. I think with with Liverpool as well, like because of all like the glory days, you've got a lot of people who were brought up on like, yeah. like same kind of generation as us, I guess. Yeah. You know, like the kind of the eighties, the nineties, and people have seen that, and they're like, yeah, I yeah. want. You know, because obviously a lot of people over in the US just pick a team. Yeah, they, they weren't born into it. You're just like. And I think, you know, I mean, you obviously get some people like the city, the money, the, the excitements around them, like, oh, I'm going to be, I mean, we were saying this, what was it about Neil Patrick Harris? He oh, sat there fantastic. with his city shirt on going, go on United. Go on United, my first second game. <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, you will get people who, I mean, glory hunters, whatever, who say like, okay, yeah, I want to follow City because they're going to win things. And yeah. then, you know, there's us like, okay, you know. Liverpool I mean, no, yeah, let's yeah, let's be honest. A lot of times they just get invited to these things. Well, yeah, they get, they get, get handed the city top as they go in, and then yeah. they haven't got a clue what they're doing. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of like city's kind of impact on New York, I I personally haven't seen it. Um, mm. Maybe that's just me <laughs> from my from my Liverpool perspective. But I do. I mean, they've got like United. You know, again from the glory days, they've got a lot of following out there. It's history, it's called history. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, yeah. United have got the history. We've got the history. City haven't got the history, so mm-hmm. they can't buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, yeah, you can put up. You know, you can 
do as big a PR exercise as you like. It's not going to necessarily change yeah. people's minds. But yeah. I mean, same way they're doing with the NFL over here. You know, yeah. doing the Wembley games. The Jag the Jaguars aren't a massive team no. in the US, but they're out there going to London, going right. You know, come on, yeah. get into NFL. So you know, we'll, we'll see if it works. But it is. It's the teams with that kind of like the pedigree, the, yeah, history. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm keeping an eye on it. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, let's let yeah, let's keep an eye on things. All right, that's it. Can we just do one plug for? Yeah, um, yeah. I was, I was hoping you'd, you'd remember. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was trying to catch your eye before. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of the info, so yeah, go for um, it. Yeah, so Wednesday, August the 8th. Yeah. Uh, it's a fiver in at the Baltic Market. You get a free beer. Yeah, can so I just point out that somebody had put um, a fiver for free beer? Yeah, it's one free beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think this guy <laughs> yeah, had the yeah. idea that we were, it was five pounds and your, free, your beer was yeah, free no, all no, night. No. That's, that's, that's like economically not viable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do read the terms and conditions yes. where it says a free beer, not, yeah. not free beer all night. Um, yeah, a fiver, a free beer. I mean, like it. You couldn't you couldn't get it much cheaper, could you really? No. Um, and then of course your good self Neil hosting yep. it. We're gonna have a quiz, um, and then we've got Chris Pajak from the Redmen TV, uh, Dan Nico from Boss Night and Boss Mag, and um, our very own James Pierce um, answering questions. Um, of course, you'll be which, talking all about the preseason, yeah, all about how Liverpool are going on. It is the day before the transfer deadline day as well, yeah. so it should be a busy time, and you know there, there should be plenty of questions to ask them. So um, it'll be be really interesting. I think it'll be a good night and. Very excited about it. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. It yeah. should be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, get in touch with us. Keep, keep in touch with us, of course. Any comments you've got on Twitter, it is uh, at Joe Rimmer. 88. 88. That's his date of birth. Makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Evans, what's your uh, Twitter? Um, I'm Natalie Evans, 85. So. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, that's sickening. Sick. <laughs> uh, I'm at Fitzy Fella. No date of birth. All right, I'm not even going there. 41. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just the back end of the war. Yeah, I remember it well. Um, the goal four. Um, yeah, that is it. Another poetry emotion uh, comes to an end. Keep supporting us. Keep listening wherever you are. Keep uh, keep uh, involved with the podcast and all the other podcasts at Liverpool Echo as well. Natalie Evans, it's been an absolute pleasure. Have thank a lovely flight back. I will do. Thank you very much. And say hello to New York for me. <laughs> when do you head back? Uh, eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Eight o'clock tomorrow morning. So yeah, yes. I'll uh, be back just to catch the uh, the United game. Great. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Can yeah. you name it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen that Neil Patrick Harris thing, go on. Uh, I think it's on my page on Twitter. It's hilarious. Man City's up on shout for United. Sums up American <laughs> interesting <laughs> football. Thanks, Joe. Uh, thanks, Natalie. See you all again soon. You've been listening to an Anfield Plus podcast on the LFC Echo app.